This is the Open to Alchemy podcast, and I'm your host, Lauren Ivey. I'm so excited to have you here joining these conscious conversations about the transformation that's possible for all of us. My approach to spirituality has always been part woo and part work. So in this podcast, we talk about all the incredible spiritual modalities and add in a bunch of practical things that really make it fit into our lives. I can't wait for you to join me. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Open to Alchemy podcast. I am so, so happy to be here with my sweet friend, Vicki Abelson, who is an incredible leadership, life coach, mom, wife, all around incredible human. We have so many fun things to share. I can't wait, but um, welcome, Vicki. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I feel like our friendship is just such like this quintessential pandemic story. It could be like a rom-com if we were a couple that we met during the pandemic over Zoom and have just like established this incredible friendship. You know, it's so funny. I was thinking recently, like we have only met in person the one time for like an hour in the park. (laughs) Talk all the time in a virtual environment. It's so funny. I know. I feel like we know so much about each other, but only from the Zoom screen. Were you the one that sent me the meme that was, okay, I'm going to Facebook you and then we'll chat on IG and then I'm going to send you an email and then we'll do the Zoom call. It's like, we have like all these conversations going. That is just many channels right. of communication. So yes, could you yes. just tell everybody a little bit about your background? Yeah. So I'm a leadership and life coach. My background is working in sort of corporate healthcare. I've worked in healthcare in one capacity or another healthcare leadership for the past 15 years. I have like an MBA, a master's in marketing, sort of a very typical background from that perspective. But then a few years ago, more than a few years ago, after having my children, I sort of made at least a mental career pivot where I really wanted to focus on people, leadership, people development, because I really found that that's the part of my job that I enjoyed the most. I love to be able to help people grow and use my experience and insight to kind of help people grow in their careers. And sometimes that meant growing where they were. So like up the ladder that they were in, or sometimes it meant making a total a total switch to a different career, but helping them have those aha moments was so exciting for me. (laughs) So I went and I got a coaching certification through um, an organization called IPEC, which took almost a full year, (laughs) but it was so worth the time investment of that because I learned so much about coaching, but it was also was able to implemented in real time with people that I worked with in my corporate job and also with my private clients. And so for the past year or so, I've been working with mostly with executive moms on kind of growing their careers, but without that sense of sacrifice, burnout, stress that often comes along with that. So first of all, I just want to step back because I love how you're so cute and humble that you're like, I just got a coaching certificate. <laughs> it's like one of the most rigorous, strenuous hours upon hours of work and study and practicum. And you're like, I just got a certificate. You glossed over probably one of like the most challenging programs. So it, it was, it was, let me give you a little credit for that. <laughs> Thank you. It, it was very challenging. And like, in looking back at it, I was like, well, 
I had a very small child at the time. That was so interesting. It was an interesting life choice, but it was really, it was really fun and really hard and like so, so much personal growth that I, that it was worth it. <laughs> yeah. So just when you say that you had this feeling, how did you really identify that those were the parts of your job that you love? Was it a physical connection? Was it a mental thing? Did you just feel more alive? Because I think, you know, a lot of people listening are probably trying to evaluate where they are, what they love, how they want to make that pivot, how that's possible. So could you talk to that piece of it a little bit? Yeah. So that's a great question. Cause I think about that all the time. Like what, <clears throat> what allowed me to make that decision? There are two, th- two things. One was that I started noticing what parts of my job I was really gravitating to, like where I wanted to spend time. And I'm a person I used to work, I used to work in finance and revenue management. So I, I love a spreadsheet, right? Like I love working on a spreadsheet, creating one, like pivot tables, et cetera. But I found myself being less energized by that work versus the work that I was doing with the people <laughs> and like creating teams and creating leadership structure and creating succession plans. Those were the things that gave me the most energy. And so I just started noticing where did I want to spend time and like, what was I procrastinating on? And so I found oftentimes that I was procrastinating the tactical parts of my job, right? Like the, the spreadsheets, the budgets, and I was diving headfirst into the people conversations, even the hard conversations. And so that awareness was, was the first thing I think, and the most important thing, because it kept sort of that awareness kept hitting me over and over and over again. And then also, to be honest, working with my own coach, because working with my own coach gave me sort of the, the permission to say, Hey, it's okay to pivot from this career that you have had for a really long time. And also I'm a very weird person in that I wanted to work in healthcare leadership and healthcare management since I was in high school. So that's a really long time where I wanted to do this exact same thing that I was already doing. And working with her kind of gave me the permission to say, hey, it's okay to, you know, you've worked all your real life for this, but it's okay to go do something different. It's okay to listen to your intuition, to accept that awareness that you wanna do something different and go try that. So did you have a formal awareness or mindfulness practice to be able to clue into that? Or was it just something over time that you were just like, huh, this is interesting. I think it's just something over time. Like I, th- I tend to think I'm a bit of a slow learner and I have to see things over and over and over again. And, and I, yeah, I think it's just like that over, that over time thing that happened. I was like, oh, like one story that, I always like to tell, and people still make fun of me for, but during my first maternity leave when my daughter was born, I created this document called Vicky's Maternity Leave Responsibility Matrix. And it was like this full-on spreadsheet that had like all of the things that I do and think about on a daily basis and who was going to think about and do those things while I was gone. And my team made fun of me so much. My boss made fun of me so much for like this like massive, massive spreadsheet. But what happened was, during the 12 weeks that I was on maternity leave, nobody called me once about a single thing because wow. they had it. Like they were so, so well prepared. And you in are fact- You such a projector. I can't <laughs> deal with it right now. For everybody listening, you know, we talk about human design all the time. Vicky is a projector and you are hearing in real time her, her explain like a perfect projector skill or trait. <laughs> 
and what was interesting about that too is so I was actually able to take a longer maternity leave because of that because everybody felt comfortable with me not being there and then when I came back it allowed for the people who were implementing that plan it allowed for one of them to get a promotion another one to go into a different role that was actually better suited for her and then for me to get a promotion also wow (laughs) and and I love that because you did something that you felt worked for you. You felt it was going to give you the peace of mind. And it didn't matter that you got a little bit of teasing for everybody else. You followed through with it. And again, in a projector style, like that's exactly it. You saw the best way to do something, the way to make it work easier, faster, smarter. And you put something in place and were completely rewarded for your vision and for your gifts in that capacity. Yeah. And, and the best part of it too, is that it really helped to develop the leadership skills of the people that were implementing it. So like it allowed everybody to function at their highest skill set, which is really what we want to do. And coming back to work after maternity leave, like having that be the result of that, that everybody was able to not just not drown, but really to uplevel their leadership skills in such a way that allowed allowed for like real sustainable growth was huge, was really, really huge for me. And honestly, it was so rewarding because, you know, I mean, coming back from maternity leave is so hard, especially your first one is so emotionally taxing and hard. But that for me was like coming back into a space where people felt that they had grown was just incredibly rewarding and exciting. I love that story. I did Thanks. not know that before. So you said that you had a coach and they were an integral part of you stepping into this pivot, feeling the permission or the validation. First of all, how did you know that you wanted, needed a coach? And also, did you hire a coach before you decided to make this career change? Um, that's a great question. So this might be another like projector answer. I, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'll just like, it's like, you're like a sporting event. Like you're doing the thing and I'm giving like the human design commentary. Yes. On the side. <laughs> when I had this like idea of career coaching, executive coaching, leadership coaching, I reached out to a bunch of coaches that were given to me as like names that recommended to me. So I spoke with I know five or six different coaches just to like learn about, you know, what, what do you do? What is your day-to-day sort of typical informational interview type things. And one of them, I don't know, I just really liked her and really resonated with her and like the things that she said. And I wasn't planning on working with a coach, but just the conversation that we had was like, I really want to work with you and kind of see what that experience is like from a, from a client perspective and to see what growth I could make here too. So I worked with her for about three months or so. And because we had kind of similar backgrounds and things. And through that work, I made that decision to, to really pivot. I had not made that decision prior to, and I, I mean, I probably would have come to that decision on my own at some point. I think it just would have taken longer And it would have been harder to make that decision on my own. Right. Well, I love so much about what you said that number one, you took care of what you needed to do for yourself. And 
so many times as women, as mothers, you know, we, we feel like we should do it all. We need to do it all. And there's so many amazing resources out there available to us and for us. And so for people listening, you know, you, you do have the permission, not that you need it, but we're giving it anyway to, you know, sometimes hire somebody outside Mm. who can, who has experience, who has a different perspective, who has a process in helping you see things in a different way. And I also love that you took the time to really speak to and sit with and sort of find the person that was right for you. Because I think that's another thing that we all see is that a friend used somebody or you follow someone on social or everybody loves this person. And you're like, they're fine. They're even, they're amazing, but they don't fit right with me. And, yeah. and it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. You have to find the class, the, the job, the, the teacher, the mentor that you connect with. Yeah. I think that that's, I think that that's a hundred percent, right? I think you, you said a couple of things in there that I just kind of want to, want to highlight for a second. I think one of, one of the values of a coach, and again, I'm, pro- I'm probably biased, but you know, I have, I have a wonderful support network, right? Like my family, my husband, my friends, but they all have a vested interest in one way or another in whatever outcome I have. And the wonderful value of a coach for me, at least was her only vested interest was my personal development. And the fact that I came to a decision that was true for me, whatever that decision was, that decision could have been continuing to stay in my corporate career. It could have been coaching. It could have been, you know, opening up a donut shop. I don't know. But like she gave me the tools to really make my own decision that was really truly right for me. And to be honest, she actually was guiding me in a slightly different direction that I ended up taking. And that was fine because it was the decision that was perfectly right for me. Um, so I think that that is really, really huge. And then chemistry thing is, is incredibly is incredibly important because it is a time and money investment and you have to be able, you have to have the chemistry. Otherwise that growth is not, is not going to happen. Definitely. Yeah. So how do you, as someone who has now pivoted into this, how do you continue to step into your authentic voice when there are a lot of people in this space, there are a lot of different coaches or classes or programs. How do you tap into what you have to offer and what's true for you? Um, there are, there are so many coaches. It really is true. I mean, for me, this sounds sort of maybe silly or, or obvious, but it really is all about awareness. You know, I'm not oblivious to all of the things that different people say. And so as I, as I read books or see things on social media, the question I always ask myself is, is this true for me? Do I believe this? And if yes, great. And if no, then I just like, then I just let it go. It's like the whole, I think um, Amy Poehler maybe said this in her book, good for her, not for me. I really try to say that to myself a lot when I see things that don't resonate for me, good for her, not for me, just to continue to build on the awareness of what is my point of view as a leadership coach? What is my point of view as, you know, as a mom, as a working mom, as a person who's like trying to contribute to the overall growth of, of people and make an impact 
So I, I really, really try to like make sure like what is like listen to myself, like what is resonating for me. I, you know, I keep a, a journal that I'm always <laughs> writing in just to try to like, do I believe this? Do I not believe this? Is this accurate? Is this not accurate? Do I see this to be true for my clients, for my friends? Right. And the point that I was hoping you would make, which of course you did, is that first of all, the space is not oversaturated or crowded. I think a lot of people are like, well, I don't know. I'd love to do be a yoga teacher, but there's so many yoga teachers or I'd love to be a life coach, but there's so many life coaches. I mean, we could be on a one-to-one ratio, like everybody, (laughs) everybody could use more coaching, more assistance, more help. And the truth is that most coaches have coaches. So even though you might be a coach, you still will have a coach. And even though you're a coach, you might coach other coaches. So it's not like if I'm this, then you can't be that kind of situation at all. And then the other thing is that every person comes to the table with their own life experience. And that's what makes us all unique and special. And we are all designed differently and we all see things different ways. So I love that you prioritize continuing to focus on that and what you know to be true. You're not just integrating or regurgitating something that you've read. You're incorporating what you find valuable, but even if it was word for word, it's still going to be different because it's coming through your filter. Yeah. I think, I think that that's really true because as a coach, and I don't know, I don't know if you have seen this too, but I think you do a fabulous job of like, you know, being, of being true to yourself and like really being authentic. I think that the risk when you're as a coach, when you're not being authentic is you're going to attract clients that you can't really help. Okay. Tell me more about that. So if I, just as an example, because you and I talk about this all the time, we ha- have the same goals, but from a slightly different perspective mm-hmm. of, like, of being able to help people. So if I, if I all of a sudden started talking about, let's just say human design with my clients, I don't know anything about human design other than what you have taught me. And people came to me in hopes to learn about human design, learn themselves about human design, I would not be able to help them <laughs> because right. I am not well-versed in that and I'm not able to like articulate it or whatever. And, and so it would be, it would be detrimental to me to put on your persona because it would ultimately be detrimental to my clients and to my business <laughs> because right. I wouldn't be able to help them. And so it, I owe it to myself and I owe it to my current clients, my future clients, to really be true to myself and to really hone into what do I believe, what skill sets do I bring to the table so that I can help truly help and make an impact on the people that come to me. Absolutely. And then you're attracting the right people that are a right energetic fit for you. It's like when you're dating and you put out that you're a certain person and then then a little bit of time goes by and your partner's like, huh, yeah, not really what I thought you were. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. My husband and I talked about a lot, like like the bait, like the bait and switch. Right, right. It's like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's so true. That's a great analogy. Um, But, and then the truth is the, the other piece of it that I love so much, and we've talked about this too, is that when you're showing up as yourself, which is really all you ever should and could want to be, it's just, it's easier. It's, you don't have to pretend, you don't have to put on. And I think people connect with 
your true passion. You know, I can see it. I'm so blessed to do the work that I do. And I'll talk to people all day long and they could be talking and it's lovely. And then they connect with something that lights them up and their entire face changes, their aura changes, their energy changes. And it's like this right here, I pointed out to them every time what you just said completely has transformed you. That is the gold. And to be able to put that out into the world as much as possible, I mean, it just makes everybody more magnetic. It makes everybody light up and enjoy themselves more. Yeah. And I mean, it sounds cheesy, but life is too short to be doing the things that are draining us all the time. Like, I mean, granted, sometimes we have to do those things too, right? Like we can't only do the things that light us up, but life is too short to not get to do those things at all. Right. And not be who feels good to you to be. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So tell me about some of your clients. What's the typical way that somebody finds you? And what are some of the most common things that you see that the listeners could benefit from in terms of challenges and strategies? So clients oftentimes come to me because they're feeling out of control for like one reason or another. They are, they're either feeling out of control of their schedules or in their careers. And they either don't know how to get everything done in the day. And like at the end of the day, feel like, oh my gosh, I've been busy all day, but I don't know what I've accomplished. I don't know if I've moved the needle and I need help and like getting in control of all of this stuff. Sometimes they come to me because they are feeling really, really stuck and they don't know how to make a decision about what's next because they don't know what's next, whether it is sort of taking the next step in their job, the next like natural step in their job or making a completely different pivot to doing something else. And they need help thinking through, creating the methodology to think through what, how that looks like and what that looks like for them. And so each person, obviously you handle on an individual mm-hmm. basis, but are there certain common strategies or tools that you offer people? Because I'm sure people listening are like, that's me, that's me. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> yeah, um, that's a good question. So I generally meet with people for about 12 sessions, it's about three to four months, depending on, depending on scheduling. And we go through, at the very beginning, we go through some assessments, like we, one of the things I really like to do with people is the energy leadership index and the energy leadership index is an assessment that helps you to understand how do you show up energetically, like under normal circumstances and under stress. And it really gives you some practical tools of like, if you're showing up in a way that doesn't serve you, that's not practical, that's not actionable to choose some ways that is going to help you move forward. So we do that at the very beginning. We really focus on your strengths, your values, and really getting a good sense of where you are and then where do you want to go? Creating some real tangible goals of what is that, what does that look like? And then based on based on your goals, where you want to go, based on your values, based on your strengths, we create these action plans that I really like to think go beyond a to-do list, right? We all we all have lots of to-do lists and we all have tons of post-it notes everywhere. And by creating a meaningful action plan, that's actually that one that's actually tied to where you want to go. And that's actually going to help you get there. That's more than just like, you know, do these things, but that is really tied to goal feelings and, and goal actions. That's going to get you to 
where you need where you want to go and where you need to go and then we create accountability because i really feel like without accountability <laughs> there's no way you're going to get there and accountability can look different from every person right accountability for me is going to look different than accountability for you and it might look different for different parts of people's lives and so we create accountability plans that are again going to help people keep moving forward my goal is to keep them moving forward even past our our work i want to have them be like super independent even beyond our work together so that they can continue moving and that they have the tools and resources that they need in order to keep moving forward i love that and i think it is so funny that we always just come back to a similar place but you know from a different perspective as everyone listening can tell vicky is definitely on the more work strategic side. And I definitely fit into the more woo, spiritual, mystical mm -hmm. side, but it's not either or. I mean, the ideal situation, and that's one of the reasons that I wanted to create this podcast was to add in more of the practical, add in more of the material, the physical to all of the spiritual stuff so that people can feel connected to what they're doing and, and the life and the change that they want, but also have the tools to implement it. And so I really appreciate you taking us through because you can have this center of spirituality and journal and meditate and use all the, the, the crystals and the cards and et cetera, but you can also have a plan of action for your life and your business. And we always talk about you, your expression is the guardrails. Vicky's always yeah. giving me guardrails um, <laughs> so that I have some structure to my flow because I guess for some people, they're able to stay completely in a place of flow. But I think for most people who live in community, in a world, not on a commune, although I might be moving soon to one, <laughs> Um, you do have practical things that need to happen in a day to make your life easy, to make your life manageable. And so I love that you're coming from the perspective. And I think a lot of the people that you work with on a client perspective are in more of a corporate setting or more in leadership roles. But just to know that for those that aren't, there's certainly elements of what you do and what, what a more structured flow could look like. Yeah. I mean, I think it's all about like balance and cohesiveness. And so if you have, like, if you're a person that really needs to work in flow then that's great. And then because that works for you, but how do you create a system to make sure that that flow is continually moving you forward? Because if your flow is not necessarily getting you to where you need to be, then you probably need to take a look at that and see how can you make sure that you're honoring that part of yourself, but are also still hitting goals that you want to hit, whatever those goals might be. Right, right. There's no judgment on what the goals are. And yeah. also one of the things that, you know, I've shared with you about so much is one of the reasons that I love human design along with other modalities is that in that process of self-discovery, you really do take off the conditioning that tells you there's one right way to do something. And yeah. I'm sure that that's part of your coaching process is that there's no one formula that works for everybody. And it's only 
after time sitting with yourself and doing some of these tools like a human design or the energy leadership or an Enneagram yeah. or astrology or whatever yeah. modality you use that you really get to sit and see yourself in a more clear way. Yeah, I think I think that that's really true. And I think you probably see this a lot too. People, they come to coaches and they want us to tell them what to do. Like, give me, give me the one way to do this thing. And I can never do that because there is no one way. There is no one size fits all. I would love for there to be. It would certainly make my life a lot easier, my job a lot easier, but there's not. And so we have to like really sit with it and talk through it and understand and really build that awareness so that we can create a plan that then works for you. So for somebody that's out there right now, thinking about getting into the coaching career, whether it be a wellness coach or a career coach or life coach or whatever, how have you really launched your business? What tips do you have for somebody that's looking to get into the space? Do you feel certification is required? Any tips along those lines? So and I'm by no means an expert in, in these things yet, but the things that worked for me is again, the old adage of start before you're ready, right? Like I started way before, <laughs> way before I was ready, putting myself out there. Um, I created a super basic website, you know, sent an email to my friends and like, Hey guys, like this is, this is what I'm doing now. And it was, but all of those things are super scary, but that just, that just literally put up a shingle, a virtual shingle and and, and there you go. The, the beauty of coaching, the beauty and risk, I guess, is that there is not a high like barrier to entry. And like you, you can just to decide today, I'm going to be a coach, whatever kind of coach and, mm-hmm. and start doing it and start doing the work. All you need is like an internet connection or a phone and you're, and you know, you're good to go. For, for me personally, certification was really important. I needed that structure. I needed that education for whatever it's worth. That was something that I personally needed. And the program that I chose was 100% right for me. I do not think certification is important for everybody. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, I think it is a personal choice about what you personally need. If you're looking into getting into coaching, I think it's worthwhile exploring the programs. But I in no way believe that you need certification in order to be an excellent coach. The coach that I worked with was not certified, and she encouraged me not to spend the money and and, mm-hmm. and the time and get certified. But she was a fantastic coach and it was a wonderful experience. So I, yeah, I in no way believe that you need certification. For me, it was important. And so I got it for, you know, for my own, for my own sake. I think that again, everybody trusting their own instincts knows whether or not they are going to come up against imposter syndrome or feeling that validation or that approval that may or may not come with a certification. I mean, without question, you might learn certain skills or certain techniques. And I think depending on the program, they might have additional marketing support, or certainly if you want to focus on some sort of niche that you need an educational component to. But yeah, I totally agree. I think that there's so many different opportunities out there for people that are looking to make this kind of a pivot. And I would advise people, what is it that people are coming to you for? You probably already have a skill, a point of view or perspective, an area that people naturally are gravitating to you for. So I would start with that and let that be the place that launches you 
If you are somebody that is always super organized and loves to figure things out and, you know, clean things up, like maybe you're one of the home edit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Maybe you start a business like that. Maybe you're somebody that just really was able to tap in educationally or know children in a certain way. Maybe you have a degree in early education. There's educational coaching. There's so many different avenues and aspects that you can go. And so I think that really tapping into what it is that not only you are naturally good at, but what you enjoy, like you said, from the beginning, you just really loved helping these people develop and shine and watching them grow. And that was the seed that planted. Yeah. Yeah. I think hundred percent, right. Like looking into what are people asking you for and what is it, what is it that you like doing? And then, and then go for it. Like not being afraid. I mean, ultimately asking what's the worst thing that can happen. And oftentimes it's not, it's nothing like you just, you try it. It doesn't work. Okay. You try some, you try something else and not being afraid of that. Like, well, it did, it didn't work and, and, and trying something else. Oh, I love that. We talk about that a lot. Vicki and I, for those listening that don't know, have joined up to do a weekly Facebook live. We have a group called Defined Alchemy. Yeah. And it's so fun. (laughs) It's so, so fun. And it are two perspectives, our two points of view or ways of looking at this personal growth and development and change. And we're actually a perfect example because when we first met, we had said, gosh, there's really something here. We just really connected and we weren't sure where it was. And we had many iterations and talked about lots of different ideas and just kept thinking about it and sitting with it and taking action steps. We did a test group. We put together a few different ideas. And finally we landed on what we really, really want to do is just talk to people and help people. And, and so that's where we are. And I have no idea where it's going to evolve to next, but for right now, being able to talk about topics and share our different perspectives feels really good and right without an expectation of it's supposed to have this number of views, or we're supposed to be building the group, you know, at this level, it's really all about sitting with what feels good to us in the moment. What I, what I really like about sort of of what you just said is we did have, we did have so many different iterations of the plan and we, like we had documents and we had spreadsheets and we had test plans and we had all, you know, all of these things and none of them sort of really seemed to fit and we didn't implement any of them. But then when we had this idea, it just seemed so much easier. It just seemed to sort of your point that you're making before, it seemed so much more flowy for both of us that we were able to implement it immediately. And even though we're still having, you know, technical challenges and whatever, we're able to actually act on it every single week. And now we've been doing it for two months and it's been really, really fun because like we went with our gut, we went with our intuition on on what was going to work. Right. And I think that taking steps, even if they're not the right ones, then they help you know what's not working. Like, I think it's equally as valuable to say, I know that this isn't good. I know this didn't work. I know this doesn't fit. Like, it's still a process of elimination that helps you refine what it is that you want. And we've talked about this before, this idea of failure and what failure even is and and if it's even a real thing. And I think that we both have worked hard to kind of eliminate that word from our 
vocabulary, the only true failure is in having ideas and not trying them. If you try something and it doesn't work, then you just pivot, you just change, you just try something else. And I think there's such a stigma against, you know, what failure looks like. We have no idea what's going on behind the scenes of anything that we see as some great success. Undoubtedly, there has been so many iterations and tries and false starts and and shifts and so for people listening just to just try just do it it's it's okay if it didn't work out exactly as you wanted to now you've got new information now you've got more things to sort of help you move forward yeah oh my gosh yes like you yeah, we've definitely been talking about this a lot but the th- the things that build confidence the, th- the things that help us fight imposter syndrome and like the help that help move us forward. It's not the thinking about the work, it's the doing the work. It's take, it's taking the steps, no matter how big or small, but doing something that helps you move forward, that helps prove, disprove your idea. Those are the things that are going to create results, help build confidence, help reduce imposter syndrome, do all of those like wonderful, beautiful things. And they can be tiny things, right? They don't have to make, you have to like, you know, start a business tomorrow. It can be little things that are, that are helping to move, to move you forward. Yeah. I love that so much. We often have so many tabs open and it's really physically, mentally, energetically draining to have these ideas and these dreams and these desires always just circling around and feeling like you you have them all open. You can't close anything down. You're not sure what to move forward with. As soon as you take the first step, for me, I feel like the energy changes. I feel like the alignment starts to come in. You start to see things more clearly. I promise you, you don't have to know six steps ahead. You only have to take the first step and things start to clear up. That is that is 100, 100% true because it gives you that first step gives you evidence that you need in order to take whatever that next step is. And I think, and I know I like, I sometimes get, um, get myself in trouble with this because I try to create like the perfect plan. Like mm-hmm. what is, what is that perfect plan going to be? But that plan is the, always, a done one. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. I mean, exactly. Exactly. So like I always get this wrong, but I let the good get in the way of the perfect or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. But yeah. Cause I'm like, what's that, what's that perfect plan? But the perfect plan is going to look different. So when I take that first step, it's going to help me identify what's the right next step, whatever that is. Thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom. I'm so excited for this to come out because I feel that you just have such a beautiful way of explaining things. And there's such a practical, pragmatic side to you that I think a lot of people can really relate to, but you also come to everything with so much love and so much grace and such empowerment for other people. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me here and for our like a tremendous year of friendship. I'm so excited to see, like, I'm excited for your podcast, first of all, and I'm so excited to see how, how it all unfolds and like and just seeing the the great the great wonderful things you're gonna do I'm so excited (laughs) oh thank you yeah you guys if you do not have a champion in your life 
I'm so, so fortunate to be able to call in so many beautiful humans in this past year that just have your back that just you can text or call or email or Facebook or IG. <laughs> um, and send to carry your pigeon, right? This is something I'm thinking about. This is something I'm struggling with. And again, that's, that's knowing yourself and knowing that there's no shame and asking for help or saying, this is something I'm struggling with, or this is something I'm not sure what to do, or this makes sense to me. Is this crazy? And just having those touchstones in your life is just so invaluable. So how can everybody access you, find you, hire you? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I am on Instagram at the define leader. Um, Also my website is defineleader.com. And then you can find me on LinkedIn at Vicki Abelson or just email me. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all so much for listening to the Open to Alchemy podcast. You can find more about me on all the social places, Instagram, Facebook, Clubhouse, at open.to.alchemy. That's open, the word T-O, alchemy, or at my website, opentoalchemy.com. See you next time.